Okay, Koei Army, we are back and reloaded with new Manscaped clobber to talk about. Hopefully, you've already got yourself some Manscaped gear and levelled up your sack shaving, but things are about to get better still, just like Ipswich Town next season. Manscaped have just launched their new lawnmower 4.0 right across Europe, and let me tell you, right now, it's an upgrade. Think Joe Piggott coming in for Ollie Hawkins. Next level, baby! I've tried it and can honestly say it's a big improvement. All the stuff you loved about 3.0 is still there, but there's new features added. You can now engage a travel lock because, let's face it, no one wants to be pulled over by airport security with a vibrating suitcase. At least with Manscaped, though, your boys and gooch would be spotless for that strip search. There's also additional guard lengths so you can build up to going full chaplow. It's not for everyone, after all, as Big Stewie Watson found out. There's also a new wireless charging system which uses electromagnetic induction. I have no idea what that means, but I like it. Not quite as sexy as a midfield three of Lee Evans, Rakeem Harper and Scott Fraser, but we're getting there. So get involved, Koei Army. If you've been putting off joining the Manscaped revolution, now is the time. Get yourself a new lawnmower 4.0 with 20% off and free delivery by using the code KOA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off everything and free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. Make your nuts, look the nuts, and now on with the podcast. Hello friends and welcome to what can only be described as a bumper midweek Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast. There's so much to talk about today. Of course, the show brought to you in association with manscaped.com and that's something we're going to talk about at some point. Ross just scraping his mic down the table, Ross. Oh, good, good good audio for the start of the uh, the pod. Nice one, very professional. Um, I'm delighted, of course, to say today with so much to talk about, I've got three titans of the Ipswich Town coverage game with me. And I'm going to start with the man who had the blue tick before any of us and was at Colchester last night, lapping up the action. The original and best, Big Porker, editor of the Kings of Anglian magazine, former editor of the Greenland. He never mentions that at all. Former coach of the year, Suffolk FA 2009, eight, something like that. And a bloody, ruddy, bloody good bloke all round. Mike Bacon, how are you? Well, what an introduction. Absolutely correct, of course. And um, you forgot that I was also, um, you've also forgot that I scored the winning goal in the uh, 1996 Suffolk under 14 uh, uh, County Cup final. But that's just, uh, that's just a sidebar, sidebar. But I'm absolutely fine. Thank you. There's no way you were 13 in 1996, Mike. I'm sorry, I'm not having it. <laughs> Did I say 96? <laughs> you meant 56. <laughs> uh, and also, Mike, um, formerly one of the best cycle speedwayists in the entire country. Yeah, well, the, the, the accolades continue to roll. Um, 1984, <laughs> British under-21 champion. Now, there you go. Uh, not champion, sorry, finalist. I said champion for a minute. Um, finalist, so there you go. Um, that You can start working the age out from that. Those dates that just don't tally up now. Um, and also, if you're watching on, on video, you'll be able to see uh, uh, one of our favourite features of talking to Mike is his bookshelf, because he's got a myriad of books, very well read is our Mike, uh, and he always likes to turn around ones that he's kind of into at the time. So behind you, Mike, facing us, is that Kieran Dyer I can see in the middle? Kieran Dyer, yes, that's Kieran Dyer in the middle. He's his, his new book, which was out a couple of years ago, yeah. Your football friend, Kieran Dyer. Uh, and then yeah. that's Ty Woofenden, is it, Speedway? Wow. At the bottom? 
Wow, you're showing your great knowledge of, of all sport there. As uh, Mr. Warren, of course, also knows uh, that the raw speed, it's called. Ty Woofenden, raw speed. Um, yes, that's done. Yes, that's done. I bet you can't see what the top one is. Uh, again, it looks like another speedway, but I can't tell from here. Crouchy. Peter Crouch. Oh, okay. Yeah, Peter Crouch, quite right, Hutchie. It's the um, it's the man who does the whatever he does. Um, it's, right it's, it's quite funny, actually, Peter Crouch book. If you haven't, that's actually I, I I was actually given that one. I don't think I'd have bought it myself, but I haven't read it. It's actually quite humorous, outstanding, an eclectic mix of sporting books. Um, Mike, you're going to be joining us hopefully a lot more occasions this season. Obviously, Stuart at the moment is sunning himself down at his 19 bedroom Cornish holiday home, so you're stepping in to cover preseason. Uh, and fingers crossed, you'll be around much more on the pod. This season as well, and also maybe presenting a few spin-off Mike Bacon specials. Um, you are, I think it's fair to say, the most popular member of the podcast. Because um, every time you appear, we get comments saying we need more bacon. Hashtag bacon and chips. Um, so great to have you with us, Mike. Uh, I'll come back to you in a minute. Eclectic-wise, um, if you're talking eclectic, you have to go to the boy Roscoe next, because he's a, a mix and match assortment of things. Roscoe, last night you were game day host extraordinaire, speaking to fans before and after the game at Colchester. And getting papped and getting asked for selfies, which I think officially makes you the, the most popular member of the current crew. Um, how are you, my friend? Very well. I've dried off a little bit now. I got very wet in the first half. It decided to chuck it down the first 10 minutes of the game. So everything got wet. My squashies got wet, so I had to quickly eat them. Um, but yeah, I asked for the photo. No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. That, that, no, that, was, uh, that was the boy uh, Chris, wasn't it? Um, yeah, shout out to Chris. Chris. Thanks for, for boosting Ross's ego. That's fantastic. Um, so there you go. And then finally, the man with the most Twitter followers. So I guess it's actually the biggest deal here. And a blue tick. Is Tiger around today? Hutch Hogan, not, Andy Warren? Not, not today. He's uh, he's um, patrolling the perimeter this morning. Some garden politics going on. He's um, Look, looking for he's... looking for trouble, is he? Well, trouble finds him. He's an innocent kind of... <laughs> he's caught in the crossfire kind of thing. He's not... He doesn't dominate the garden area. Uh, the poor lad. Um, there's a lot of threat. He just sits and hopes, um, hopes that nobody comes near him. That's that's his day. <laughs> does he? I mean, if if he has to, does he throw down? Does he throw some some paws? Um, I'd love to watch it. I hear the noise. I don't know how it. Uh, the way he comes charging back into the house and jumps straight on my lap after it suggests. Suggests to me that he might not come off best in these. Um, <laughs> but no, he's a good, he's a good lad. Ross, what what got really wet that you had to eat quickly? Squashies. squashies. What on earth are squashies? You know, you know. What I've got? I ain't got a packet. You know, they're drumsticks. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you've had them before. I've, I'm sure I've had them in the office, and I've given it to you. And probably Mike's had them as well. You don't want you don't want a soaking squashy, and the other thing you don't no. want to do with squashy is leave it in the car when it's really hot because then it becomes an amorphous yeah. blob. Anyway, boys, yeah. we're digressing. We're here to talk about Ipswich Town. Um, it's great to have you all with us, and it was great, I must say, probably for you last night. To what the hell is that noise? Oh, we will stop now. Um, it was great. I'm assuming for you boys to be at Colchester last night. Uh, I was sitting in this very room, um, putting pictures on pages and running things in, doing the non-glamorous stuff, but you boys were enjoying what can only be described as an absolute thriller at the Community Home Stadium. Hutchie, let's start with you. I'm enjoying this pre-season. It's um, incredible. It's a, gear, it's a gear or two up from what you normally expect 
in, in preseason games. And I'm, I'm convinced that's because fans are back in grounds and players have been playing in front of nothing for a year. It's been, it's been miserable. And I just don't think the players can help themselves, but, but, and it's a good thing. It's a great thing, but, but, but to play that little bit more in intensely than they, um, than they normally would in preseason. We've seen so many games that, that kind of drift and are interesting for in like little 10 minute spells, but we're getting good hours out of these games. And, um, Last night was even more added spice. Last night, of course, with uh, with all the exits which players in the in the Colchester team, and, and I'm sure Paul Cook's having an influence on on preseason as as well because he wants high intensity. So it's all coming together, and it's all um it's all creating very very watchable football in the summer, which is great. Mm. There was clearly going into the game last night. There was only really one talking point: hashtag narrative, the return of Chambers and Co. Um, to face the Blues, how, how did that all go last night, Mike? Was it was it added spice? Do you think as a result of that four town members from last season in, in the youth squad, eight overall former Blues? There, what did you make yeah. of that last night? I really enjoyed it, and um, I think culture really up for it. Um, I imagine Chambers are probably banging a few walls in the dressing room. Come on, lads, let's get out of here. That type of stuff. I mean, Alan Judge was just excellent. I mean, he was excellent throughout the whole game, and he put in a cruncher on uh, poor old Dobra. I think halfway through the first half, and poor old Dobbs didn't really know I'd hit him. Um, but that sort of summed it up, really. There was no sort of just tippy-tappy passed it around. Tommy Smith's head was a bullet, you know. I mean, it was just, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, like Andy's saying, you know, it's just, it's just been a, it's been a really, it's, it's, I think I was talking last night, I said, this is like an 80% league match, you know, 75%, 80%. It's not, it's not far off a league match. It's not there because obviously then they make a 50,000 million substitutions at 60 minutes and everyone, no one knows what's going on. But mm. for, the, for, for a good hour or so, it's a good, intense game. Yeah, I mean, I thought the, the Ipswich boys in the culture team, or former Ipswich boys, I thought they're great. I thought they're great. I mean, they all gave it their all. Um, Freddie was probably the quietest of all on, but I mean, Tommy Smith was great. Chambo was brilliant. Got great reception. Ipswich fans did themselves absolutely proud, you know, giving Chamber the, the right reception when he when he when he went. I think he went for a quarter at about the well, no, twenty fifth minute. And I, I think I'm I'm going to sing the song now that they sung to him um, as he walked up. Um, there's. No, I better not. But anyway, um, <laughs> they, gave him, they gave him a great reception and that was nice to see because Chambers deserves that. Um, Ipswich fans, you know, showing some class towards a player they know gave everything. Cole Skews, of course, came on and we had the old Skoozy sort of uh, chant go through the, the Ipswich ranks, which again was lovely. So the Ipswich players were really up for it and um, they made it a fascinating game. I, it's like like Andy said, I was at the Palace game on Saturday as well. This pre, this, I've seen two games. I've thoroughly enjoyed both of them. I haven't come away thinking... Oh God! Only one more to go till the max of real stuff starts. I, mm. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Some of the respect levels there to, towards Chambers was was great. Like when they all came out to warm up, Chambers was waiting. He, he held back and kind of waited for the Ipswich players to come out, and they all shook all shook hands. When he saw Toto, the the smiles on their faces when they kind of looked mm. at each other um, and just ran up and hugged each other. That was that was great. Um, Full time, the same. Ipswich fans mm. wanted a fist pump at the end. <laughs> bit of a oh went up obviously he didn't do it a polite applause and then and then more handshakes and hugs as they left the left the pitch a brief a brief handshake with cook not an awful lot more than that but um yeah it's um it, it was nice because obviously so many of them have gone to colchester but this was nice in that they were able to get a li- just a little bit of the reception they really should have got when they played their final game against against fleetwood um and and may- maybe it just about closes the door on uh on, on that kind of era, um, which wasn't particularly closed uh, in the way that it should have been. So, um, yeah, it was, it was nice. 
Mm, of course, and, and of course, and of course, that goes back to the chambers with the our town, our team poster thing that's gone down the cobbold stand. Um, and of course, being a somewhat of a certain age, who remembers practically everyone on that photo apart from Sir Alf Ramsey. Um, you know, to, to see chambers on there, I think is great because you could have easily have wiped the last ten years off the off the off the Ipswich Town memory bank, quite frankly. So. It's great that Chambers is on there. He deserves to be on there. Top 10 Ipswich Town appearance holder. And as last night, yep, good reception for him. Mm. Ross not convinced, but we won't get into that. Roscoe, <laughs> you, you obviously with the fans last night. Um, mm. And it's nice to be able to say that you are with fans. You, you were um, doing all the kind of sights and sounds of the game. Um, what was it like last night? One and a half thousand town fans in the away end at, at Colchester. Just, just, just talk us through a little bit of the buzz. Mark Ashton went before the game, didn't he? Went and fist bumped everyone, which is again, he's playing an absolute blinder. Ten out of ten for Ashton so far. What was it like last night? Oh, I was oh, just that's, that's what you love about football, isn't it? Is that's what makes football is fans, the atmosphere, the chanting, all the songs. You know, Mike was uh, alluding to the Luke Chambers song. Once again, we won't sing it. I did actually record that, and I was going to have it part of the video, but then I thought. I've got to bleep it, and that's more effort than it's worth. <laughs> so I just left it for the archive. That that could be, you know, played later on. Um, but that's just fantastic. And seeing Mark Ashton, I had to quickly run. I was like, I spotted him. I went, no, got to catch this. So I quickly ran and um, got him nicely um, fist pumping. And he, it, I don't know if you saw on the video, there's um, a mum who had a, a maybe a newborn baby. Yeah. I couldn't get the shot. But I think like he must have like tapped it on the head or something. Like, a, thought, like, a, oh. like a politician. He was almost yeah. kissing babies. Kissing like a babies. <laughs> but, he, no. is, he is doing a, a fantastic job. And I must say, he always looks immaculate, uh, which is important. Um, so, yeah, fantastic last night. There's some lovely pictures as well of, of Chainbow embracing Kane Vincent Young after the game, which was tremendous. Um, boys, we've talked there around the issues around the game. Let's talk about the game itself. Hutchie. I want to start with the good. We're going to talk good and bad because they were, they were both last night. Give me some good from last night. What stood out? Uh, Armando Dobra and the two strikers getting off the mark. They're the two. They're the two pluses for me. Dobra, mm. rightly singled out by Francis Jeffers out the get after the game, described him as special. He 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 always plays with with a bit of confidence. Uh, Dobra, um, but this preseason he seems to have got a bit more. Just this little bit extra control in him, which. Um, which is what he needed. Um, he's certainly sticking his hand up to to tell Paul Cook that I'm I'm here. Um, think of me, pick me, and and he's doing everything he needs to do. He's driving inside with the ball, um, clever touches to make space for himself to try and make things happen. I think he enjoyed playing against Colchester's back three because it maybe gave him that little bit more room to pick it up in the wide area behind the kind of left wing back wing or whatever you want to call him and drive and drive inside, but. He, he was being kicked all over the pitch all night and showed some really good, really good discipline to to carry on playing. Um, Mike's alluded to that that little flashpoint with his a really quite heavy tackle from Alan Judge actually, which um, Dobra kind of bounced up and wasn't happy with at all. Chambers needed to step in with a strong kind of forearm to like no, let's end this. And it it, yeah. at the, it looked like at, for a second that it might get a little heated, but. Chambers and and Dobra kind of left the half with with Chambers' arm draped around him, having a friendly, friendly, uh, friendly chat. So yeah, I was really impressed with him, and, and just for for Piggott and and Bon to to score, um, we needed we needed some goals from the strikers. So so yeah, pos- plenty of positives, and I'm, I'm sure the the boys can pick out um, some more as well. Just before we move on, Hutchie, is anyone having a better preseason than Armando Dobra in terms of he started the season preseason? not even training with the first team. He's quickly elevated to the first team pitcher. And now you'd have to say he's going to be pushing for a start, wouldn't you? The way he's performing. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, in terms of kind of 
pushing pushing somewhat pushing themselves forward. I yeah, I'd have to I'd have to agree with that. I guess the new signings are kind of all doing what they hoped they mm. would do. Um yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I th- of of kind of the, the the players that were here already, he's he's the one that's pushed his case more than any of the others. I am frequently right, Hutchie, as you know. Just don't ask the wife about that. Mike, give me some uh, give me some more positives. Um, some more positives from last night. What I've seen the last two games, I like the look of Harper. Yeah, the, the dream. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, he's got he's he's got a nice touch in the middle of the park. Very composed, very calm. Um, he's going to hold that set, sort of holding midfielder type position really well. I think he's very good. And Wes Burns. I mean, he's you know to to, to bring someone like him on with ten minutes to go. <laughs> you know, he's fast enough from the start. Let alone when everyone's already had eighty minutes. So he destroyed culture the last 10 minutes there with not only the goal, but also some great runs. Wes Burns looks very exciting. Um, but as Andy said, I mean, the two strikes getting off the mark is great. That's just what confidence they needed. I like Pickett. I've, I've said this already. You're a Me big Pickett. You're a big Pickett fan, Mike. That is, um, that's coming exactly. across loud and clear. Well, I'm a big, big Joe Piggott fan. I think he's he's the type of centre forward I like. He's prepared to come for the ball. He's prepared to play a bit of football. He doesn't just stand in the box waiting for crosses. Mm-hmm. Um, he can win his fair share of headers. I think he's I think he's going to be a great favourite. And Macaulay Bon, of course, who I first saw at Colchester United back in the day when he was only a kid. You know, he's come back. He's, he's a man now. And um, I thought he showed up really well yesterday. Actually, I thought he showed up really well. So you know, it's going to be really interesting come the first match of the season on earth. You know, Cook sorts all this out because he's got players coming in. Mm. Um, Fraser keeps doing a good job on the left. Um, I think he's nice and steady, gives a nice bit of balance to the team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, I think it, it's great. I think it's been some good positive stuff. Of course, we haven't even seen Evans, Chaplin, is it? And Edmondson. And yes, there's three players we haven't even seen yet. So, we'll, we'll come oh, wow. on to that. We'll come on to that in due course. Obviously, Town yeah. have made signings and we'd normally have started the show with the sexy stuff. But I think the game last night was so good. I wanted to start by talking about that and then we'll talk more about the signings. Mike, are you aware that Joe Piggott, that the man you're such a fan of, actually shares your nickname? He's the uh, the big porker too. The KOA Army have christened him the big porker number two after you. No. You're obviously the original and best. But he is, <laughs> I was going to say he's number two. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Absolutely number two, Roscoe. Um, your boy Bon got on the score sheet last night. Give me, give me some more positives. Obviously, you were you were bursting with pride, I assume, when he when he rifled that home. Yeah, and of course, all the goal scorers who were who played for Colchester before it before they did celebrate today. It was sort of just like yeah, all back. Yeah, give me a hug, whatever. But um, it was just good to see goals because the last mm. preseason games, there's not been any goals really, have there? You know, Palace was only a one 0 defeat. Dartford was only a one goal. Berry was at one one then penalties. So it's good to see goals. Um, Janoy, I think he's the unsung hero here. Mm. Janoy Donation, I think. Skipper as well um, in the first half, second half. Um, and I, I think that's... And the Wake It. Well, we haven't mentioned the Wake It, have we? Have we? What, did, what, did it the first time. what did you make of it? It's grown on me. It's grown on me a little bit. When I saw um, Jordan Emerson was wearing it for his signing pitch, and I didn't, once again, I didn't like it. I was just like, no, it doesn't look good. Mm. But then in person, in the flesh, I like it. It's clean. Mm. It's simple. It's classy. Happy with it. It needs mm. the black sh- it, when when you've got the kind of yeah. the shorts with it and the socks and then you've got a n- uh, black numbers on the back and you've got the patches on the sleeves. It kind of fills in the yeah. it fills in the the, the gaps. Um, it look it looks a lot better in the in in real life. They all they always do. They always mm. look so much nicer in um in the flesh, as it were, or in the mm. Thermodex breathable technology or whatever football shirts are made of. Aero, we- Aero cool. 
<laughs> before we move on to the bad, just um, for people who weren't watching last night, and apparently the live stream was a disaster last night. So if you weren't at the ground, you probably won't have seen much of the game. Where did Bond play? Because obviously going into the season, there's a, there's a, a talk about what Cook does with the strikers. Piggott clearly is probably going to be the first choice lone striker. Uh, we saw Bond and Norwood almost in a four four two at Dartford, didn't we, at the start of the season? So where was Bond Bond last night? So so. I think you're right. I think I think of the strikers, I think Piggott is the one who will start. But if they at the moment, if if he does go with two strikers as such, I think Piggott will play the more kind of ever so slightly withdrawn role. And not I wouldn't I wouldn't call him a number ten because he's still looking to get forward um higher up, but he's the one that drops, he's the one that comes deeper. So I asked Francis Jeffers about this after the game and, and he said that the Bon um Norwood and 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 Caden Jackson, who uh, who got a good twenty five minutes in this game, are kind of on the shoulder, on the shoulder players. So they're the the strikers, and it, and if there's two of them on the pitch, the only one of them that he thinks that can come deep and maybe play the more withdrawn role is Piggott. So I think Piggott's a I think Piggott's a nailed on starter. It's just mm. um, whether whether they go with another of these strikers, which I guess they might at the moment, or whether Chaplin's arrival means that Fraser can play the ten, or, or it's. I think we're going to learn a lot more from the Millwall game at the weekend because I'm led to believe that's going to be a um, very much used as the dress dress rehearsal. So I think what we see against Millwall is is going to be cl- very close to to um, to what the team is. Yeah. Okay. We'll get on to the, the permutations of the signings and, and who might start on opening day in due course. Let's go back to the game last night, though, Hutchie. Give me some bad. Now I know we talked about the kit. Obviously, Thomas Holy was clad in that ridiculously sexy pink goalkeeper's kit which proves my point that town should have a pink away kit i think but um i, I suppose reading from from what you read uh you wrote online actually wrote online excuse me grammatically correct i written um, i written it you you written it but um i guess thomas holy would have to be included among the bad would he not yeah yeah he didn't have a, a very good night i don't think he enjoys playing at colchester that the, when he was there in the efl trophy you'll remember he was he was lobbed from the halfway line um by by ryan clamping in a in a in a trophy game um yeah he didn't he didn't have the didn't have the best of nights Ipswich didn't deal with balls into the box particularly well at all um all night uh but holy Holy didn't didn't cover himself in glory in, in that area either. I've watched the the only one of the I haven't seen Smith's goal back yet, but I have seen Nubles and it for a start, Nubles given a ridiculous how much space does a man want? He had probably had three or four yards either side in all four directions around him to to get up and head the ball, but he's also beaten a man who when his arms are outstretched as is what what eight foot? Um, he's beaten him to the punch there. So I, I think Thomas would think he would have done better there. And then the third one, um, yeah, the third one is a, almost like a comedic um, s- skit. With a, the, the thing that Holy did well all night, actually, was coming out to, to meet through balls. Um, he had a couple of really good ones in the first half to, to catch the ball in his box. And then another one where he essentially dribbled to the halfway line with the ball at his feet fans love that but this one he's he's met, he's met a ball that's come from the opposite goalkeeper he's then kind of kicked it vertically up in the air he's gone to head it but it's kind of come off his shoulder slash chest to try and get it into into touch but um but Alan Judge was there and he swept he swept it in it's it's not one he'd want he'd want to see again um 
we already knew he was kind of firmly second choice goalkeeper this summer. And he, I, I, yeah, you can't say that he's he's made his case any mm. any uh, any further for a starting spot in this one, sadly, because it, it and it is it is a shame because he's a he's a lovely bloke and clearly he's a very popular man. Like he got a huge ovation at the start of the game and um, he's popular with the fans, but. Uh, but yeah, I think he's going to have to get used to a fair amount of time on that substitutes bench from now on. Mm, hope it's a big bench if he's going to be there all the time. Um, Mike, last night, inevitably, after someone makes a makes a rick, a lot of fans on social media saying we can't go into the season with Holy as the backup keeper. Um, would you are you happy taking Holy in as as number two? Because clearly, had he's going to be number one, uh, but there are going to be times almost inevitably where they're going to need a backup keeper to, to step in. Um, do, you, do you think Town need to, to go out maybe and, uh, and look for number two now? Uh, no, I think Holy's um, quite adequate as a number two. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong. I th- it just it's, it's a lack of judgment. Um, I mean, you know, he's just gone from sort of hero to zero. I mean, the first half, as Andy alluded to, he sort of dribbled the ball, caught on his chest, went round one, dribbled up the pitch, cleared it down the field. Ipswich fans are going bonkers and cheering and shouting. And then, obviously, the third goal, he's tried to do exactly the same thing and made a complete, well, I've, well, <laughs> you know, it's absolutely shocking. I mean, to be fair, Alan Judge, I think he unfair on Judge, he finished that rather aplomb. I mean, that's that's that was some angle he was at. He weren't just he didn't just chip it over his head, he had to curl it, and he still had two players going back towards the goal to try and clear it. It was very good, it was a great finish. So do we do, do we want another goalkeeper? No, no, we don't need another goalkeeper. The um our number one, um, which I can't say his name, Hladkey. Andy, you'll help me here. Hladkey. Hladkey? Hladkey. All right, Hladkey. I'm um, against <laughs> Palace, obviously, um, and looked, he looked more than adequate. More yeah. than adequate. He was a very good, solid goalkeeper. That's what you want. You don't need half a dozen goalkeepers unless you're Manchester City. We yeah. don't need half a dozen goalkeepers. You know, Holy, he, he makes a rick, but he's not going to make that sort of rick every game. And um, you know, he could. He if if Hadley is not is not <laughs> Tony Hadley, not Tony Hadley, ha- whatever. If he's not in goal, then <laughs> and we've got Holy, I'd be quite happy with that because I don't think Holy. He'll know from last night. And I know people keep saying, oh, he's always making these mistakes every five minutes. Well, I don't think he's making mistakes every five minutes. He just makes some mistakes. Um, I don't know many goals who don't make mistakes, but clearly he's done himself very few favours last night. He's yeah. made Paul Cook's decision very comfortable. You know, bear in mind, there's, he's got a lot of decisions to make, Paul, Cor- Paul Cook. Um, that goalie one is now fairly an easy one mm. to make, but I, it wouldn't worry me to have to, to, uh, to have Holy as, the, mm. as a backup keeper, no. I'd agree mm. with that. I don't. I don't. They've, they've got so. They've had so much else to do in the transfer market this summer. It just seems, unless someone comes in with a, with a like a really good offer for Thomas, like that actually yeah. helps the club financially. I just, yeah, he's he's absolutely fine as a backup goalkeeper. And look, he, he he hasn't made those mistakes like week in week out, has he? He's he was he was an average slightly above average perhaps league one goalkeeper for two years for Ipswich and um, mm. yeah I think he's fine I refuse to believe Mike that you can't pronounce Hladke because you spend your most Thursdays writing down the most unpronounceable unspellable <laughs> names in Speedway so Hladke is surely fairly straightforward for you it's certainly not for Rossi um, as we know but Rossi I'm not going to get you to say it because he didn't play last night but give, give me some give me some more negatives from last night things you didn't like it sounds like like the boys have already kind of mentioned that they were struggling to pick up from set pieces. Um, is that a concern for you? Yeah. But then you look at the Colchester back line, they're, they're very big, aren't they? Big defender. Like Tommy, Tommy Smith is a 
We all dream a team of Tommy Smiths. That's the that's how the song goes. A bit cleaner than the Luke Chambers song. Um, you got Frank Newble, Nuble, whatever. Uh, he's a big lad. He's a massive lad. Clack back in aren't the day they, when he played. For aren't us. they? Aren't they going to be be facing big lads in League One though? Who are kind of yeah, technically, technically superior to what they faced well, last night. Once again, it's a position that they're needing the strength and we'll get on to one of the signings. But I think mm. that experience head, um, you know, we had Corey Andaba and Luke Wolferden starting this game. And, you know, Corey Andaba is still very, I don't know if you can call him raw anymore, because he's now getting to an age where he's got to be playing week in, week out, really. Um, mm. I think he needs a loan maybe to League Two, possibly. Um, but it's good to see that he's been given a chance to play in these preseason games. But maybe because we haven't got any other centre-halves, maybe. But, um, yeah, I think that's one thing we're going to have to look at is um, the set pieces we don't. Because, mm. you know, as you said, there's a lot of big lads in League One. So uh, that could be a, a worry about conceding set pieces. It doesn't worry me too much, if I'm completely yeah. honest. It's a pre-season game. It's, 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 yeah. where, it's where you make these mistakes. Um, I don't think there's any scenario where Corey and Darber and Luke Wolfenden are the starting centre-halves. I think if um, I think both Toto and George Edmondson would upgrade Ipswich in that in that regard. Um, so yes, it wasn't good enough. Um, giving the free kicks away in the first place, and it was mostly free kicks um, rather than open play for crosses mm. into the box, but um, giving them away in the first place um, is something that could be cleaned up. Um, Alan Judge's delivery was brilliant all night. Um, not always the case in an Ipswich shirt, but in Colchester Blue, his delivery was brilliant. So it wouldn't be something that worries worries me overly mm. okay, so much at this stage. Before we move on to the sexy stuff, the signings, Mike, just one final thing. You, you spoke to, to Luke Wolfenden after the game last night. There's a lovely picture on our website, and I'll put out on our social media of uh, you and Luke sharing a joke. How, how was Luke after the game? Because he's he's a very laid-back character, isn't he? What did you chat about? He's a very laid-back character. Yes, I've got the story going up later today. I, I mean, do you, want, do you want me to give it all away? I can do, but I mean, yeah, he's... Um... It's no, he's um, he's. I like Luke Wolfenden. Um, in fact, I've got a magazine here, Luke Wolfenden. It's funny, isn't it? Because I just had this here. Look, it's, it's um, oh, you can't see it if you're listening to it, I suppose. But there you go. There's the Wolf on the latest, the last Kings of Anglia magazine. New one will be coming out in September. There's enough of that plug. Um, anyway, um, yes, I spoke to Luke Wolfenden after the game. He sort of sorted out, and he came out of the classic. I just said to him, I said, well, you're one of the um, you're one of the few left, Luke, <laughs> you know, from the summer. And he said to me, and he said to me, and he just went, yep, I was playing that record in my car on the way in. What's it, Elton John? I'm still standing. <laughs> so, um, brilliant from him. Um, he, he laughed, you know, he laughed that off and just said, yeah, I'm still standing. He said, it's great, isn't it? Um, and he said, you know, it's, it's, it's a completely, he'd had a chat with the, with the gaffer, as he said, in the summer. He's still here. Obviously, he's loving it. He says it's night and day. Is these exact words, how he described things now and how they were. Mm. Uh, so what I like about Luke, Wolfen, Luke Wolfenden is um, he's very carefree, sort of. Uh, oh, it's me, is it? Talking to there the we board? go. Yeah, there's you a go. picture. There's a very. Well, tell us the joke, Mike. What's what 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 was happening here? There's just... well, it's funny. We were talking. We're actually talking about um, um, the the witches, uh, Ipswich witches. <laughs> no, um, you weren't. Come last on. Heat, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> last heat. Last heat decide. No, no. That was that was the that was probably the Elton John uh, song because we were. Jo- I started to join in because obviously I like a little sing song, and um, <laughs> I, I think I then I then said, "What's your favourite Elton John track?" We talk about Crocodile Rock and stuff. Um, and we were sort of really getting into it, and then uh, we decided to get back on the football. Um, yeah. But uh, so we have a little sing song of Elton John records at that point. Um, but no, seriously, he um, he was he's very laid back. What I like about Luke is you almost feel he says, "Well, look, you know, it's football; it's just a job. I'm going to do my best, give 110 percent all the time, but you ain't going to freak me out." Some people are so intense, 
so intense, especially young players. They can be very intense. They take everything personally. Everything's a big drama. You know, um, I'm not saying all players, but some young players can. And every little thing is the manager's not being nice to me or, or I'm on the bench. Or I'm, and you imagine Wolfen just goes, that's where it is, you yeah. know, and I'll do, you know, but I, he's a, he's a really good guy. He's a nice guy and he's a decent footballer as well. He's, a, he's And he's still quite young. I don't know how old Luke is. He must be at like 21 or something. So, and clearly Paul Cook, he started him now the last two games. So he's, he's you know, yeah. So yes, we had, a good, we, had a, we had a good chat. I think he's nailed on. And just again, a little peek behind the curtain before we move on, Mike, you were on player duty post-game Palace on Saturday as well. And you spoke to the dream, Rakeem Harper. Um, I think people would be interested just to know what he's like as, as a lad. He described himself as a beast, didn't he, to you? He did. He did. He did. See, yes, he did. It's exactly what he said. We were talking about. Um, we were talking about. You know how Ipswich fans see you, see himself. Um, he is a, a very, a very confident young man. Uh, he's very confident, actually. That's how I. That's how I sort of. My first impression. He knows what he wants. Mm. He knows where he wants to go. He sees Ipswich Town as a great stepping stone. Perhaps a bit unfair, but certainly a club he can really make progress with. Mm. Um, you know, a confident lad. Uh, he's good for another good footballer. You know, and, and pleasant. But you know. A lot of footballs are pleasant. You know, we, there's too much of they get hidden up and so fans can't, don't get to meet them enough and stuff. We actually get to chat to them. They're, they're nice people to talk to. And, they've, you know, they're only just like you and me. You know, they just play football and they, they like mm. talking about it. And um, But Rakeem was, was great. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. Um, they're all they're all taller than me, which um, <laughs> I find strange, really. You, know, you, should, uh, be, you, you Dob, should be used Dobra to Dobra isn't. <laughs> no, but I don't. Dobbs might not be, no. But, You'll be all right. Um, You'll be all right with Dobra. <laughs> Hutchie, Hutchie, you're normally the guy who does the uh, the the players post game. Have you ever started singing Elton John songs with with not, players uh, post game? Not yet. I, Luke doesn't strike me as an Elton John fan, so that's um, <laughs> might you've done well there. <laughs> well, he's also given us a perfect segue there, talking about height, Hutchie, to segue into the sexy stuff, the new signings, because they've made a diminutive signing and also a tank of a signing. Um, so let's start with the little lad, because you'll be able to see eye to eye within both of you when you be in post-game this season. Connor Chaplin, Hutchie. What a statement signing this is. Unbelievable. Yes, you see Town have signed someone from Barnsley, and you think they're Barnsley. Then you look, Barnsley were in the Championship playoffs last season, and he was one of their, their key players. And he stepped down a league into a, into a side that didn't even make the playoffs last season in League One because he wants to be part of this massive star-spangled revolution at town. How exciting is this? What do you make of the Connor Chaplin signing? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great signing. Um, played thirty-four, I think thirty-four starts. I think it was in the in the championship um, with goals and assists in there. Not not loads, but but a few. Um, yeah, Ipswich are signing players in the championship playoffs. Um, I think they're taking people by surprise in the mm. in the transfer market a little bit this summer. Um, I gather that this one is kind of in the seven fifty ish range, which is again a, a good fee. Um, they're they're definitely shopping in a market that that is beyond where they they really are. They're they're kind of a, a bottom third, bottom half championship side in terms of in terms of their shopping list, and that's um mm. that's a recipe for a recipe for success. They're going to have some options in these in these positions. Um, when all is said and done, all is shaken out. So um, we know that goals, assists, creativity that was that was the problem last season that they just did not make enough chances and did not score enough goals. And 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 Cooks made it clear that the big thing to do this summer is to remedy that, and 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 he's doing it. So uh, the thing is, they've signed Connor Chaplin. I'm not even convinced he'll be a nail absolutely nailed on starter. Um, mm. 
<laughs> I'm sure he probably will start games, but that's just where where Ipswich are now. I'm not 100 convinced that he'll he'll play 35 games in League One this year because yeah. of the quality that could be there by the end of the window. I like to ask you this question every time they make a signing, particularly up front um, in the in the forward roles. Hutchie, where where do you see him fitting into the the team? He's another guy who's, who's versatile, isn't he? Where, yeah, where, where, I don't where know. Would you play? <laughs> I don't know. He, he can play any of the the four any of the four positions up there. So uh, I, I I think we'll see him in a few of them. Um, I, I I think given the traffic that's there, I think actually playing as the out and out striker isn't going to happen. But mm. I think it's going to be. Uh, Kind of suck it and suck it and see. I think what wide would be my would be my guess, but he's capable of um, capable of of playing any of them. So um, yeah, we will see. I read a quote now, and I can't remember who it was from. I'm sure you remind me, Hutchie. That's from a, a manager who'd worked with with Chaplin. Who said he's the best finisher he's ever seen. It might even be Paul Cook. Actually, it's Paul Cook. Yeah, it's yeah. Paul there Cook. you go. <laughs> Perfect. So so he's brought him to town. Fantastic, Rossi. I love the fact that Ipswich Town are embracing, the fans are embracing this checkbook FC tag, <laughs> which a few very, very salty fans of other clubs on social media have branded town checkbook FC. Um, and it's great because we've not been in this position for years where they've been making marquee signings, making it rain all over League One um, and being in a position where they can bring players in who, who the other teams, frankly, are you know spitting feathers about. You're buying the league, etc. What What position to be in? Oh, unbelievable! Um, and a player that I know as well. Um, not not personally, of course, <laughs> but um, you know, someone I've seen you know play before. You know, he was at Portsmouth under Paul Cook, and Paul Cook's signing players he knows of, and also he probably can trust as well. And as as Hutchie said, he, he just got into the playoffs in the Championship with Barnsley, and he's now dropping down to League One to mm. be part of this project that Paul Cook and Co are creating. Um, and we're not we're not spending millions. We're not you know it's you know it's it's just smart signings. Some people will be thinking, oh, they're spending millions there. The wages are going to be ridiculous. I think we're just being very smart with the signings. A lot of them have been free transfers. Mm. I was saying, you know, the last few signings have been marquee signings. This is another marquee signing. When are we actually going to go? We've had we've done ten signings so far. I don't think any of them have been bad. Like, oh, you know, maybe that one isn't as great, but no, all of them I'm happy with. And it's just yeah, checkbook FC all the way. <laughs> Mike, um, obviously, you uh, of of the re- all of us, you are um, the most experienced, shall we say, uh, the most mature. Um, so you can remember the the golden era, the true golden era of town. Um, but it, it's nice, isn't it, now to see town making marquee signings again? Because we went through a period where they were scrimping and saving and working on a shoestring, and you know McCarthy obviously worked wonders to an extent on, on a budget in the championship, but. How nice is it now that we can say that, that Town are bringing in players that, that championship sides want, um, let alone other other teams in League One? I'll say it like this. Ipswich Town fans deserve this. Yeah. They deserve this summer. They deserve everything that's going on. Cut out the noise from other whingy, whiny clubs and managers and anybody else. Ipswich Town deserve this. As Ross did say, we're not spending millions. We're not buying five million here and five million there and six million. This is not this is not a Manchester City type project. This is clever, clever management. And Cook came in and said he hated the team he was watching last season. Those exact words, and he's going to do something about it. And and, and for once, in the, I was lucky when, when you know, obviously, I was the, the, you know, the, the Bobby Robson era, George, but you know, I, you know, I was lucky to see all that. And people walked the walk at the club. Mm. And now, for, and for the last 10 years, they've just talked the talk. And we've had five year plans and 10 year plans and 100 year plans. And we've had this, that, and the other. 
Now we've actually got someone coming in and said, I'm changing it. It's changing. I don't care what anyone says. And the whole thing's changed. So um, it's great. I think the signings are very astute because you need certain players. It's no good. You, you know, you need certain players for League One. It's uh, mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen much of League One unless of what I've seen in the last two years. Fortunately, um, I haven't seen much of League One. I'm, I'm unlike the rest of us, what we've seen. But you need certain players to get you out of League One. The Championship becomes a little bit different then. Um, and he's doing the right thing. I'm 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 so excited for Ipswich fans. They like I said, they deserve this. They've been loyal. I mean, last night, for instance, at Colchester, 1,500 fans for a pre-season match. I don't know what the whole official attendance was. It couldn't have been more than 2,200. Mm. There was you know, only about six, 700 Colchester fans there. No disrespect for them for that. But, I mean, the Ipswich Town fans, extraordinary. After all they've been through for the last decade. Mm. It's different. If I mean, I remember us winning the UEFA Cup, and you, that keeps you on a high for four years. You win the FA Cup, keeps you on a high for five years. You know, we've got one playoff. <laughs> defeat yeah. to Norwich to think of in a decade and still they turn out like that for a pre- so fantastic really looking forward to it I think there's been some clever signings good signings I think as Andy said you know try and pick try and pick the team I'd very well, good we're going to do that in a minute, don't worry. Oh, are we? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, we've been here before. Obviously, I am prone to hyperbole. I say frequently I get overexcited about things, but I do feel like something very special is bubbling here at town. The whole feeling around the club, the Mark Ashton stuff, the owners, the Ed Sheeran, the players are signing, game changer. It, it, it feels like it could be the right place, right time for a lot of a lot of things. And it's also the right place, right time, Hutchie, for another man they've signed. A six foot three inch defender from Rangers, George Edmondson. What do you make of this one? Yeah, I like I like this one. If it's you talk about talk about the recruitment and and kind of checkbook FC and all of that, they're, they're signing players that you can have a resale value for a start. Which you can see, then they're not dead investments. This isn't. I know we talked about very very briefly earlier in the summer about Jermaine Defoe about chucking money at Jermaine Defoe as kind of a a marquee striker and, and getting in players like that. This isn't this isn't how they're doing things. They're signing players at exactly the right stages of their of their careers, which means they can be assets to the club now and assets to the club in the future. And, and Edmondson's an, another one of those. He's, he's 23. He's um, high on potential, but maybe a little light on football in the last in the last couple of years. He's not played too much um, up at Rangers. Um, and then he's obviously had 10 games at, at Derby. But they had, championship, they had championship clubs after him. There were there were a good few championship clubs were really keen on him this summer, even up until Monday morning when he was on his way to Ipswich. There were championship clubs trying to, how can we stop this deal? And, and by that point, the answer was, you can't. He's um, he's he's coming to Ipswich Town. He's he's been sold this this vision, and he's um, and he's up for it. Mm. So um, yeah, I, I like it. He's he's a he's a proper defender. Um, a threat in the box, and he's and and he's one that I think could be a real asset to them for for some time. The other thing I love about these signings is they're all long term. The three year deals. Edmondson's a four year deal, isn't he? Which is yep. pretty much unheard of for town. Um, in, incredible. The the one question we've been asked most touchy about this signing from the KOA Army is, and I'm sure you've been doing some digging on this. Has George Edmondson got a hairy ass? Because we know. That are after a hairy ass centre back trademark Stuart Watson. Have we found the Hirschutz posterior for the centre of defence? I've not checked. I've not been. <laughs> able, I've not. I've not been able to source this yet. We've not spoken to him. Um, but I don't. Th- I don't think he. I don't think he fits the the Watson criteria for this particular 
No, that's not, I don't think this is quite what Stu was was thinking. I think I think he might have to just be a very good central defender. Yeah, I think the I think the hairy the hairy ass one might still be um to come. Might still be to come, or it might not be to come. I, I don't think it's um I don't think it's necessarily nailed on that they'll go and, and do that real experience centre half. Um, but I, I think the hairy one might still be might still be floating out there. Mm. We'll be all right, wouldn't we, if, if he's just really good at defending and that? Well, yeah, but, you know, it's not the full package, is it? If he's only got the, the hairy the hairy back. Anyway, um, I digress. So 10 in, Hutchie. We've talked the whole summer, it feels like, about how many more they need, how many more they're going to get. With with 10 through the door, what, what, how are you feeling about things now? That, that, are there still holes you'd like to see them fill before the big KO? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think the left back one will get filled. I, I think I think there's still a real hope that that Hayden Coulson will be um, the second left back in to to give Matt Penny that that competition that that he maybe needs. Um, I, I I would feel like if Coulson was signed, he'd relatively quickly become the the starting player there. Um, mm. But but yeah, I think that will happen, and I, and I think there will be more. I think there'll be two or three more even after that. Um, but they've. By doing what they've done in the last uh, in the last twenty four hours, um, I would say they've probably got themselves up. As long as Lee Evans is fit to start the season, and, and everything's pointing to that being the case, um, mm. I would feel like they've got to a point where they've built a team now. They've built they've built a, a squad now. There's there's still some some depth to be found, but they've um, they've got they've got a team and they've got a squad, and and that. And that was always going to be a real challenge this summer, turning over so many players. But I think they've they've done that they've done that really well since since Ashton's come in. They must be averaging what a signing every less than every five days a new signing. Um, it's quite good that to be fair. He's been, he's been busy the lad, hasn't he, Ashton? He, I don't has. know where he finds the time to maintain his exceptional beard trimming regime. Um, <laughs> we'll come on to, we'll come on to that in due course mike um we're talking about new signings here and, and incomings to the club we must mention one departure that's been confirmed this week teddy bishop formerly the next big thing um with the club since he's seven years old he's left um he's one of one of numerous kind of crown jewels um who have departed in the summer that obviously the players that cook was talking about wanting to get out of the club uh, he's gone to a league one rival in lincoln what what do you make of the whole Teddy Bishop scenario. You sorry to see him go. Do you think he's going to go on to 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 big things at Lincoln? I think uh, the likes of Teddy Bishop, Andre Dizelle, Jack Langster. I think they needed to go. Um, not because they're not good players. They're all very good players. I feel a little sorry for them to be honest. I think they've been at a club um, treading water um, during some of their most formative years. Really, um, I think the management structure above them has not been good. Um, I don't think they've had. I, I just think things haven't been right for them as individual players because they're all very good players i i think teddy bishop's obviously had he's he's a very popular lad at ipswich town fans love him i mean you know they're not delighted to see him go and i'm not delighted to see him go i just think for him the likes of him and andre they need that new challenge and i i'd love to see them really kick on now because i think just a fresh sometimes you can be in one place for too long you know you know a football club particularly and just get used to too much Mm. and um so i'm not surprised he's gone i'm not surprised anyone's gone quite frank i'm surprised you know well, they've nearly all gone, so it's, it's hardly hardly surprising. Um, I wish him all the best. I think he's still got a, you know, if he can keep injury free, he's a fine footballer, just like Lazelle mm. is, and young and young Jack, of course, as well. They're all mm. good footballers. So, best wishes to Teddy. Um, I think I think he's joined a good club in Lincoln City. I think he'll enjoy it up there. 
and um he just he just he just sometimes you just need to get away um and do something a bit different in, especially in in sports clubs whether it's football rugby whatever cricket you know but particularly football um especially you've been there since you were seven that's a long time it being at football clubs since you were seven crikey mm. you know um but i think he's done brilliant um to, I think it's brilliant to get a move. I think it's the right thing to do. I know you probably don't have much of a choice, but no, it's the right thing to do. I wish him well. Hmm. Roscoe, echo that. Are you, are you sad to see Teddy go? I'm not really sad, but I think it's uh, I think it's time for him to go. Uh, I echo all of what Mike said. I think it was pretty much written on the wall really for Teddy and, you know, on those, those sort of plays. It doesn't really fit Paul Cook's system. And yeah, I've been at a club since seven years of age. That's all he's known. Um, and sometimes that's what you need as as a footballer. Sometimes you need to go out there and, and find another path. And Lincoln City, what a great club to go to. Mark Appleton, what a great manager. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see Teddy twice this season, um, home and away. I'm sure he'll get a good reception at Portman Road if he's not injured. Hopefully, he'll be injury free. <laughs> um, sorry to bring that up, but um, that is another worry. Is um, yeah. is he over those injuries yet? But um, yeah, I look forward to see how he does in League One this season for Lincoln. Mm, yeah, I think September the 18th, town travel to, to Lincoln and then it's New Year's Day that Teddy comes back to, to Portman Road. So that could be a bit spicy on, on New Year's Day with the uh, the moving period over Christmas in terms of the promotion shake up. And you'd expect town and Lincoln both to be there. Right then, um, boys, let's talk about Millwall a little bit this weekend. And mostly, Hutchie, I want to talk about what you touched on earlier, that this weekend's lineup is pretty much going to be what we're going to see on opening day against Morecambe with the players through the door, obviously, as it stands. Of all the options that Paul Cook now has available to him, what's going to be your starting eleven going into the season? Um, Hladki undoubtedly in goal. Kane Vincent yep. Young at, at right back. Um, I'll put Matt Penny at left back because there is no other choice at the moment. If Colson yep. arrives early this week, I imagine he would have a chance there, but um, that's fine. Uh, Edmondson will start, I'm sure. Um, and then... I don't know on this one. Um, I don't know which way I'd go. Um, do you want the, the kind of veteran of, of Toto? Is that is that the toss-up? Possibly, yeah. I you... think I think I probably would go with Toto as as, as well as Wolfie's done. Mm. I think I probably would go with with Toto at, at this stage. Um, in front of those two would be if Evans and, and Harper, undoubtedly. Um, Piggott will be one of the strikers. Wes Burns will start. As things stand, um, and then the other two, the other two positions are are really interesting. Um, I think Scott Fraser should start. It's just whether they use him wide or or through the middle with, with Chaplin as as one of the one of the wide players. A, a lot will depend on on where um, I guess where Chaplin and even Fraser is in terms of in terms of preseason and all of this. But um, mm. yeah, there's a couple of question marks in there. But I'd say seven or eight of them are, are completely nailed on. Where do you stand on the on the centre back debate, Mike? Obviously, Edmondson, you'd imagine, has been brought in to be a starter. Um, so then the choice is: do you go with kind of the grizzled, uh, battle worn veteran in in terms of Toto, or the kind of slightly better footballer but kind of li- less experienced Luke Wolfenden? Um, what would you do there? Well, um, or seeing as me and Luke were uh, singing out on John songs, right? <laughs> um, I go with I go with Wolfenden. Um, no, it's 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 that's uh, yeah, that's a little. I mean, Andy's right. That is a real tricky one because you know Toto hasn't well a couple of the games against Palace, he didn't do a lot wrong, and you know he is quite capable of producing really strong form, and he's bigger, a bit bigger, a bit stronger. 
Mm. But Wolf is composed and calm at times. But it's it's you know Morecambe is match day. That's the that is it. This is League One now. This is the league campaign. This is not pre-season anymore. You can't afford to make mistakes. You can't. But I, I I'm I'm not. I'm going to sit on the fence, I'm afraid, because I really don't know. I mean, Wolford and also. I mean, my heart would say Wolfie, but I think my head sort of half says Toto because I think. Some part of me would like to see Toto get a real run with somebody alongside him. He feels confident. So I think he can still. He's a good defender still, and he's mm-hmm. strong. Um, and he seems to have his mojo back a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was mm-hmm. reading a little bit last last couple. He's sort of all over the place and a bit down, and then things weren't right. And watched him yesterday in warm in the warm ups and stuff. He's 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 bouncing about. You know, he looks mm-hmm. like he really wants to be here. He loves being here. So perhaps keep him on that sort of um, that good that good uh, good feel. Um, but it's a, it's not a bad choice, you know. I mean, look, we're talking Wolf Door and Asylum. We're not. This is not a bad choice either way. It's just. Mm. I mean, I think Cook's got a lot of choices to make, to be honest, and formation and everything. And if Coulson gets in the building this week, and say someone else gets in the building this week, I mean, goodness, it's you know. Well, it's, times. it's a really difficult one. Like we saw, we saw last season, Toto did have his mojo back. Him and James Wilson were actually a really good central yeah. defensive partnership. And then we've also seen the difficulties when you're playing Luke Wolfenden and Mark McGuinness as, as a younger pairing. Admittedly, McGuinness was that significantly less experienced, I guess, than, than Edmondson and even Wolfenden at, at this point. So it's not it's not quite the same scenario painting itself there. But I don't know. I, I think I'm probably the same as Mike. There's the heart saying that Luke Luke Wolfenden, because he he could be the future of, of the football club. He I'd hope that Luke Wolfenden's got years left in it, years and years left in an Ipswich Township. And I'd love to see him come good because he's clearly got the ability. But just I don't know, maybe right now, for like Mike says, the battle truly begins. Go with the go with the more rugged, more senior centre back with with Edmondson. Um yeah. But it's not it's not a bad it's not a bad position to be in. There are options here. An embarrassment of riches, Rossi. I know you don't really like talking about lineups and stuff because you think that should just be left to the manager. But uh, anything to agree or disagree with there? Left to the manager and the professionals, Andy, <laughs> and of course Mike. Um, yeah. Is Toto not the hairy ass defender that we need? Well, so you know. You'd have to. I mean, there's only one man who can answer that question. He's, in, he's sunning himself in Cornwall with a pasty in one hand and a doom bar in the other at the moment. So, uh, and we're not going to see him before the big kickoff. So we'll have to address that when he returns. Um, but you've, you've obviously seen every preseason game so far, Rossi. Uh, we've talked about the new signings and um, kind of Dobra coming through. Is there anyone else who's, who's impressed you over the course of the preseason? You think oh, maybe deserves a little look um, going into the season? I don't think he'll, he deserves a look, but I think he deserves some praises. The young lad, Cameron Humphreys, he's really impressed. And for him to be chucked in and starting both of the last preseason games is well done to him. And um, I think he's still very lightweight, but I think he's he's done himself proud in that, that middle of the park. Um, maybe he'll be in for a shout for the, you know, the Pat Johns Trophy games and the Cup games. And, you know, you never know. He may be on the bench here and there. But, yeah, I think he's done himself some justice there. And... Uh, once again, it, it shows the pathway that we do have. We've still got the youngsters. I know we're bringing all these marquee signings, but we've also got a great, great good academy. Um, mm. And I'm sure that Paul Cook will still let them have a pathway there of the youngsters, you know, coming through. And definitely with Dobra, you know, as as you know, Hutchie said, he's he's definitely upped his game. I mean, feel he's more dribbling is definitely improved. Um, he's got a little bit stronger. I don't think he can get any stronger because I don't think he's going to grow anymore because I think he's he's going to be that height for the rest of his life. But um, that's just his game, in it? And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to him really to kick on this year in League One and hopefully he gets a chance. 
Mm-hmm. I want to ask you as well before we move on to something very different, Rossi. Um, previously, your boy was a Welsh winger called Gwion Edwards. We all got very excited about him, uh, particularly on his debut against Blackburn when he did that that flick we still see now as on the highlights. We now have a new right-sided Welsh winger called Wes Burns, who scored an absolute crack of a goal last night. He's pacey as well. Um, where do we stand on on Wes as an upgrade over over your boy Gwion? Well, you know, I know, I know, Stu and Annie are not very happy with me that I'm getting over these players very quickly. Um, but Wes Burns, oh, what what a beautiful man as well. You know, <laughs> you know, look, he looks like a, a proper model footballer, doesn't he, with the, with the yeah. hair and everything, and he can score free kicks. At least he's better than we on with the the set pieces because uh, we won't talk about the Fleetwood game that those free kicks and corners were not great, were they? But although I spoke to a Wigan fan, and apparently Guion has been on fire in training for Wigan, so you know that could be a good signing for Wigan. And uh, when we do play Wigan, you know maybe Guion will will prove Paul Cook wrong. But um, no, Wes Burns, I think he's an upgrade because he's more versatile and he can play at right back, which yeah. um, or right wing back. Guion Edwards, I do not ever want to see Guion Edwards at right back ever again for any team. So, yeah. We need to we need to find out. Sorry, Hutchie. He plays with his head up a bit more, which is was Guion's problem. His head was down. He he looked, he looked to beat a man. Fair play, he did try and beat players, but his head was down. He would often kind of bundle into their heels and lose the ball and, and head in the wrong. But but Burns plays with his head up. Like there was a moment. It was late in the game last night where this is a a three three preseason game where you'd normally expect just walking pace and just like yeah we've we've had our fun but he was driving forward into the Colchester half just with his head up and the the, the ball was wasn't quite there I think it was for Norwood he was looking for but played with his head up and um if you're playing with your head up as a winger you're you're in with a you're in with a shout I think because that's uh that's just where Guion fell down for me just um head down and um yeah just not seeing what was around him Hopefully we get a chance to talk to Wes in depth about his hair care regime, what kind of conditioner he uses, what kind of product he puts through it, how he gets it looking quite so much like a lion's mane. Fantastic. And of course, when we talk about hair care, boys, we have to talk about our sponsor, manscaped.com. Now then, I've been looking forward to this since I knew Mike was going to be on this podcast. Don't put it too close. Don't put it too... This, my friends, is the new, if you're watching on video, you can see is the new lawnmower 4.0 testicular trimmer from uh from manscaped that's the uh that's the power of it there we go um it's a new and upgraded formerly we obviously we had the 3.0 manscaped have now sent us the 4.0 and i must say i'm a big fan it looks a little bit like a, a spaceship it's kind of more modern i would say and it's got electromagnetic induction charging which basically means there's no plug in the bottom of it um you just whack it in the thing and it's it's very whizzy i've got you know, I, I like I like things like that, boys. I'm I'm shallow uh, and easily distracted by shiny things like a magpie. But um, we've talked at depth in depth, Mike, on this podcast. You won't have heard of it uh, because obviously you don't listen to it unless you're on it. Um, yeah. About our, our particular sack shaving regime, yeah. uh, and I'm I'm fascinated to know as a man of as I say slightly more experience and uh, more mature, um, how you feel about manscaping. How do I feel about manscaping? <laughs> yes. Um, I have been. I was born well before the year two thousand, so I think you know my thoughts on Manscaped. That's, <laughs> that's all I will say. Just, just remember, we are sponsored by Manscaped. Thank you very much. Well, um, so I, 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 I'm not dissing their products. I'm sure their products are absolutely <laughs> outstanding. I, I have no doubt 
uh, a Manscaped 4.0i, whatever it is, is outstanding for, for people who wish to use that, and that's absolutely fine. Personally, I'm trying to grow a little bit of hair back on my the back of my head. Um, okay. About it off all over the place. So, <laughs> I wonder where you're going with that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So if anybody could, anyone's got any products that could help produce a little bit more hair on the back of my head rather than shaving it off the testicles, I'd be quite happy. So there you go. <laughs> There you go, Manscaped. That's, there's a challenge. Can you help Mike grow some hair back instead of um, helping him to trim it off? Which but for the sake, for, for the sake of, for the sake of corporate, um, Manscaped, I'm sure, absolutely outstanding. And uh, yeah. go to their online services and buy their products now. Exactly. Yeah, uh, the market leader in testicle trimmers, personal shavers, intimate groomers, whatever you want. And it's not just about shaving the old boys. Obviously, you can use this to shave pretty much any hair you want. Um, and it's not. Also, as Hutchie's made the point, just because it's called Manscaped doesn't really mean it has to be men. Just doesn't. as useful, just as useful for women. Uh, so, just exactly. a reminder: Lawnmower 4.0 out now, and you can use the code KOA at Manscaped.com for twenty percent off and free delivery, which I will be doing because I've yet to get my hands on a weed whacker, uh, and I very much need that now as I approach my experienced years, shall we say, Mike? And, and ear and nose hair is becoming something more of an issue um, so there you go boys i've really enjoyed the pod today it's been great to have a chat i want to before we go i want to i want to tease a few things mike you, you mentioned it earlier alluded to it earlier you showed the cover of the kings of anglia magazine with fear the wolf what a great idea for front page one who came up with that um so yeah you are the editor of the kings of anglia magazine it's coming back it went into into sleep mode during covid like a lot of things did but talk to us a little bit about that when's it coming back what what can we expect yeah, KOA. Um, I, I can't remember what number it is. I think it's number 14. It's back in September. We'll be out in the middle of September. Uh, we've got a couple more publications, September and Christmas editions. Um, the KOA magazine has proved hugely popular. We've been, I mean, and obviously, um, unfortunately, lockdown, COVID, etc. Um, saw the uh, saw the end of it for for uh, the end of 2020, uh, the uh, start of 2020, but it's coming back. Um, well, we're still in the process of putting things together, but we've got lots of exciting stuff coming up. Um, we'll have a big feature to lead it all off. We'll have the usual. I mean, Portman Pete is back, which is, uh, of course, you'd be pleased to know. Um, and even and even your um, Dear Judy letters, if you wish to get a letter into Dear Judy, we've already had a couple come in. Um, there's the big quiz. Um, we've got a great feature from a big town fan who also supports a Spanish club. He's the Spanish Spanish club is his second club. I'm sure there's many people out there who have second clubs. Not always a Spanish one, though. Um, but also we have, um, we've got I'm, I'm a little bit on Chaplo Day as well. We might uh, re reminisce a bit on Chaplo Day. I'm sure we'll remember that. But lots of new features coming up with the new boys um, still in the process of putting together. So, uh, so Portman Pete's still around, is he? I kind of hope COVID might finish him off, but um, no, he's, he's, still, he's still with us. He's He's like a cockroach, lad, isn't he, Portman Pete? Yeah, he was a bit. Uh, he was a bit. He was a bit. It was a bit difficult about his new contract as well. But um, I've managed to sort of beat him out of him, and um, we've sort of something. So that's good. I would be fascinated to know, um, Kings of Anglia listeners, Carrie Army, uh, when you read Kings of Anglia magazine, I, I really want to know what you make of Portman Pete, um, because it's mm. something that me, me and Mike have, uh, have have shared views on. So mm. uh, so let us know about that. So that's coming out in September. That's something to look forward to, and another thing to look forward to. It's going to be out. A lot sooner than that, Roscoe. Something that you're working on at the moment, a bit of a passion project. League One Lowdown. Numerous videos coming out. Tell, tell us about that, because I really like this. It's really good. Oh, God, it's been hard. It's been hard work. I've spoken to a lot of uh, journalists, podcasters and fans from each League One club. Um, but it's been good to get the insight on the, and the lowdown. That's the word. Not insight. Lowdown on um, the signings, what they think for the coming season, what they think of town. Of course, with the Czech book FC, although that's not been mentioned yet. We'll have to wait and see. I've got have a few more clubs. Have you spoken to, to Portsmouth yet? Because they, they're the ones that seem to be. 
I have I have spoken to Portsmouth, but that was before we made the last three signings. So uh, yeah. maybe they've changed their mind. But also, I've tried my best to pick fans who are sensible. Yeah. So yeah, it seems to be Portsmouth, which is where a lot of the um, the whinging and whining is coming from. Particularly that that term Czech FC, which I I think Town should embrace. It's nice. Um, before we go, boys, I just want to shout out a couple of the the KOA Army, which I keep forgetting to do. We've sent us messages. Uh, number one, Chris Hackett, uh, one of our American listeners, who. Um, we shared a picture of him with a flag at the Phoenix Rising game with a, the Ipswich Town North American Supporters Club group, um, which was retweeted by Brett Johnson, which is nice. And, and Chris is saying, Hutchie, uh, I'm not saying this should get me friend of the show status. I'm just saying it should get me on the shortlist. So there you go. That's something for you you to consider. I know you take a very dim view of people outright asking for friend of the show well, status. Well, there you go. Yeah. And the, uh, the other guy I want to shout out is Ed Nolleth. I believe his name is. He says, hi, guys. New follower to the pod last week after listening to the fantastic interview with Mark Ashton. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. Um, Hutchie and Stewie sat down with the, the bearded one and talked all things town. Very, very emotive and emotional and connecting to the why. One of the most uh, listened to things we've ever done. Go back and listen to that. Um, and he says, it should be the most exciting season for a long time. I'm a Suffolk boys, born and bred. Uh, and now residing in New Zealand. I'm a massive town fan and former season ticket holder. The new home shirt has been ordered and is in transit. I'll be wearing it with pride and a smile for the first time in a few years. He'd love a shout out on our next pod. There you go, Ed. Shout out, Ed. Um, and he wants to know if I'm your longest dis- distance listener. So that's New Zealand. I know, however, from previous experience, we've had listeners from all over the world. We've had ones in South Korea. Um, we've had ones in, in the Caribbean. Um, Australia clearly is, is a big hotbed of KOA listeners. So it's inevitable one day, boys, we're going to do a KOA live pod world tour. Um, we can go around <laughs> all those all those venues. Phil Madison Square Garden, for example, in New York. I'm sure we could do that. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go, Ed. Thanks for getting in touch. And, uh, and please do continue to, to uh, interact with us on social media. Follow us across all our social medias, Kings of Anglia, on YouTube. That's a big one. We've just broken the 2K mark there. And we're putting out video exclusive stuff a lot more this season. Ross has always mentioned the uh, League One lowdown. There's a lot more to come there. Um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And leave us a five-star review on iTunes because it helps us with the visibility in the charts. And um, boys, have you got anything else you uh, you want to mention? No, not really. Um, I think um, I think it's been a, an exciting preseason, and I think the Millwall game will give us even more, uh, uh, much more to talk about. Um, I think that um, you know, town fans really, as I said, deserve this summer. They deserve this excitement. They deserve what's coming. I I, I don't think it's all just going to drop into place. I don't think we're going to suddenly beat Morecambe five nil and then Newport ten nil and and so and so and so. On. But there's some really solid foundations there now. Mm. Hachi, any, anything to mention? No other business for me at this stage. Rossi, you just vanished, oddly, and then you've come back. What are you up to? I pressed the X button by accident, but uh, <laughs> that, I think that's the perfect way to end it. So, ciao. <laughs> yeah, so um, as I say, do, do follow us all across social media. The boys, um, Mike, Andy, and Roscoe will be at the Millwall game this weekend. So follow it with them. And then next week's going to be a big week. Probably a two-pod week because obviously we have to have some sort of Millwall reaction pod, any other signings. And then we'll bring you the big season preview podcast. You don't want to miss that where we tell you all what we think might happen this season. I don't know um, if Stu's going to join us from Cornwall. Um, I don't know if maybe he wants a few minutes away from the in-laws. We shall find out. Um, but until then, have a great weekend. Enjoy the Millwall game if you're going. Um, and keep supporting Checkbook FC. Come on, you blues! <laughs> to football, Brexit to postal. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
www.audiobeam.com slash channel slash archive.